Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. Hello, I'm going to change things up on you a little bit this this uh, afternoon, this morning, where, whatever it is uh, right now. But we are. It feels uh, like morning, but it's afternoon. <laughs> it feels like morning to me, too. I didn't sleep very well last night, and I uh, don't think you did either. I did not get much uh, sleep last night. <laughs> so, my name is Jan Worka, and I was a guest on here uh, on the, the Fergus Wells Business Spotlight podcast a few weeks ago. And uh, Jacob and I just uh, struck up a friendship, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit today about actually his businesses. And I have the uh, uh, responsibility to uh, pick up, uh, be in his shoes today. Uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, we'll talk a little to Jacob just a little bit later, but for right now, I want to make sure that we acknowledge our sponsors, Stumbino's Coffee, Swan Lake Campground, Elevate. Those are my neighbors, by the way. Did you know that? I did, yeah. Victor Lundin Company, Hotel 8, and Fresh and Fancy. So thank you very much to our sponsors. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce someone that you already know very well. This is Jacob Bittner. Hey, <laughs> turning the tables, Jan. I like it. It's, and we're going to do a twofer, too. Yeah, it's kind of a twofer. I mean, we'll talk, we're going to talk about some stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited to have... Uh, to have you do this. So thank you for coming awesome. in and you're turning very, the tables here. I'm excited to hear, hear somebody else run through this show sheet and be in the, <laughs> be in the receiving end of it. <laughs> so something that's fun today is uh, Jacob is learning how it uh, is a little nerve wracking to be in the other seat. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, um, let's talk a little bit about um, the, well, for, let's talk a little bit about the Fergus Falls business spotlight podcast and kind of how you got started and, and, uh, How's it been going? Yeah, so the um, the podcast. I don't know. You want me to go into the podcast background, personal background podcast? Sure. Just let's a little just, bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk a little bit um, about. Yeah. So I have a little bit of experience. I start, the podcast started. Um, the idea kind of came in December of twenty twenty two. So it would have been this last December. Okay. Um, and I had been doing a little bit of podcasting with a friend of mine um, who's from Fergus, Max Johnson. Him and I were doing – He's well, he doesn't live in Fergus anymore, but we were doing a fantasy football podcast, um, just, just a small little podcast for our friends, and it was a lot of fun. I have a little bit of experience in that um, realm. Um, I, the, I guess the closest thing to, like, interviews with people I had done prior would have been um, – my ex fiance and I did a short little travel blog um, where we were kind of taking a trip down the Mississippi River. And I think that pod, there's still probably some podcast content <laughs> out there, which is kind of, all right, let's go kind of ironic. <laughs> but um, uh, where we kind of interviewed some people all along the way um, throughout that trip, sort of shared a little bit of our story um, about that trip. Fun. That stuff. sounds like so, a great uh, thing yeah. to do in my retirement, perhaps. I could, yeah. Uh, I would Just recommend take that up. I would really recommend um lots of people do that like boundary waters uh 
canoeing experience, mm-hmm. I'd recommend the headwaters of the Mississippi if you guys want a really, really fun, um, challenging uh, trip. <laughs> so, <laughs> Where as children, we all yeah. fo- fell into the right. river and cried. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I remember that as a child and also uh, uh, as an aunt, uh, bringing my nephews up there and having that same experience. So, yeah. so tell us uh, what prompted the, uh, the Fergus Falls business spotlight. What was the, where was the, uh, you said the idea came in, in December. Yeah. So kind of what were you thinking? Yeah. So I was just moving back to town and um, I'd spent a lot of time away uh, from, from the community and I wanted a way to kind of connect with people. Get oh, to super know, cool. Yeah. Get to, get know, to know people, people. again. Um just kind of get back involved in the community that and you've I was gotten to know all to. the coolest people. And too. I've gotten to know a lot of people. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's been pretty good. I mean, it's it's served um served a great as a great outlet for me to get to know people in my personal life and Super cool. new friends and new community members. And, and if you guys haven't listened to prior episodes, they're all up on Spotify and, yeah. and uh, you can just I, I I've listened to not all but most of them, and it's always fun to kind of get to hear people's stories yeah. and sort of see what they're about. And, uh, you know, I've always kind of had a entrepreneurial spirit. I don't, you know, this is kind of my, we'll talk about life path a little bit too, a little bit later, but this sort of period of my life is kind of the first period I'm actually doing something about my entrepreneurial itch to build something on my own. Um, my mom had a business, uh, rest in peace, field of beans way back in the day, a coffee shop that, that didn't make it in town. And, uh, so I have Fergus businesses kind of kind of got that in your blood in my blood um, and, and not just the businesses, but also the uh, passion for supporting businesses um, and being sympathetic to businesses that that are struggling. And uh, so I want to tell everybody's stories. And that's kind of the passion and the spark to get in the podcast going was just. I want to tell people stories and, and, well, let and, people, the, and yeah. the whole thing, especially about, you know, small business. And I, I think I've said before, I'm not really a fan of that particular word because, you know, it's just business. It just happens to be not gigantic. Right. But, uh, you know, you live and breathe those things, but you, people don't always really know your story. And, it, you know, unless they ask, which you've given everyone a platform to to ask the questions and and to kind of tell their background and their story. And it's really, really unique. Yeah. So let's go. Um, I want to talk. I, I don't want to move off from the, the podcast entirely. But you also are the uh, proud owner of Life Path Productions. Yeah. So let's talk Life Path Productions. First of all, tell everybody what Life Path is. So um Life Path Productions is basically we're going to be doing pri- I'm going to be doing private life recordings and I've done a little bit of work with the cottages, uh, senior living um, community. I've uh, done some did an interview with one of my friends' grandpas and basically the idea is just to capture people's stories, capture preserve people's those. capture and preserve their 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 life stories awesome. and their memories in a in an audio format so they can have that to share with their family now leave leave behind. Um, a little audio book legacy for the, for their family when they're gone. Um, it's really still kind of in the early stages. I'm, uh, I'm just kind of getting that, getting that started. I had a, so I'd been doing the podcast, um, for a couple months and then I went down to, um, see my aunt and uncle for, um, it was like my second or great, great uncle or whatever down, um, for Easter. 
And uh, he was the first time I'd seen a close family member who was in the early stages of dementia mm, and yeah. the impact that that had on him and his ability it to gives you a rush to start capturing things. Absolutely. Before. So, so we kind of, I think it was maybe my mom that mentioned the idea of recording people's life stories. There and I'm go. like, Mompreneurs I'm going like, I'm going yeah. to go with that. Go and I'm going to run with that. So I'm still uh, very, very much so in the early stages of it and, and kind of letting it, letting it kind of work itself out to what it's going to be. And, and hopefully I'm able to get a little bit of uh, interest in doing that. Lots of people I talk to say they're interested in it. Um, so I hope that that leads to a little bit of business down the road for awesome. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's uh, having just recently lost my mom just a couple of months ago. Um, she suffered in her, her last years, just at the kind of the beginning stages of, of dementia. And I always felt that I should have done something sooner. I actually, you know, I, I had her blogging when she was younger and, and, and trying to capture some of those stories, but it's, I think such a um, it's something that people think about, but to actually take it and execute it yourself would be more difficult. Whereas you kind of come in with all the the tools and the and the uh, information to pretty much begin capturing those memories for people. I think that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I had the I had the this equipment here, and it's very easy to just kind of pick it up and travel with it. So I can go and bring it right to somebody's living room right into the um, senior living community. However, all right. So stories people told, out there, so. if you work in, uh, in senior care, uh, d- yeah. if you have a senior that uh, you want to um, start capturing their, their memories on audio, um, even just, I mean, just listening to someone's voice, tell a story after they've passed, I think it's just, it's an amazing uh it's an amazing thing to to have for people. And then there's so many stories that aren't getting told anymore because they used to get told in books and diaries and those kinds of things. And, and we've kind of uh, gotten away from a lot of that stuff. So I, I love the idea of the audio, um, just to be able to hear someone's voice. And, and I think it's very comforting. Yeah. And, and, you know, nowadays they have these, all these um, different tools, different AI tools. If you, once you have an audio, file you can dump that into uh get it transcribed take that transcription dump it into a could be a AI book. and it turn be, it into yeah. a book yeah. absolutely yeah. absolutely that you so could share with all maybe different other kinds members of, of the family you with yeah that's sure. amazing um i think that that uh <laughs> i'm sitting here as you're doing this you know me i'm always like entrepreneuring right i'm always like what's what's the next thing somebody could do yeah and you know i so i think about like getting together with the, I mean, obviously you've already hooked up with the cottages, but there's so many, so much other senior, uh, senior housing and senior living here. And almost before they get to that stage, the, those folks who are maybe coming to the senior center that are still mobile and, and maybe, uh, you know, still able to remember some of those stories. One of the things that I'm learning early on in this and different people are at different stages in their life. Um, you know, some people hold their mental capacity up to their last days. Yeah, some people yeah. start to get foggy and lose that earlier, but there is. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way. I'm, like this morning, for instance. Right? There's definitely um, an inflection point in life that I'm still kind of figuring out where that target is to talk to somebody. You know, I'd love to get into doing some retirements, you know, hear somebody's story once they're freshly retired, yes, you yeah. know, when they're at 
when kinda, you do remember when you have those lived things. when you've lived enough life to have a story to tell but not um too much life to where you can't tell that story anymore yeah, based on yeah. some deteriorating mental yeah, states my, my personal experience uh for instance with my mom was she was probably maybe almost 90 before uh you know her her storytelling abilities kind of right. kind of uh got limited but i also know that you know there's People that are 50, 60, 70 that are, you know, starting to have some issues. So this isn't just for uh, folks that are maybe in assisted living, but even your your grandparents or your, for that matter, your parents, you know, they get people to start telling those stories and capture them. Right. I haven't done much like on social media, but the one post I made about Life Path on social media was actually targeting high school graduates. So I'd love to, I'm, oh, wow. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really looking to go after, um, all stages of people's lives and and, and capture different events. How cool events would that be to like have a literally Absolutely. like an audio diary of the major listen back stages? Listen in back your life. ten years yeah. later or twenty years later about what you were what you did in high school because yeah, it's like the you audio version of Facebook yep. memories. <laughs> you lose you lose memories. Um, you kind of your your mind has a way of picking and choosing what it's going to bring it, uh, with you through life. So if you yeah. were able to capture those when you were younger and share your story, you might surprise yourself 10, 15, 20 years down the road, listening yeah. to that. You so know? that, I mean, that could be, that could be amazing. So life path is kind of just getting started. Um, but you are, that is definitely something you are looking to build and, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of Absolutely. be with, yeah. one of your things that yeah. you do. Entrepreneurs, specifically serial entrepreneurs, it'll probably just be one of the the ten or fifteen things you end up doing in your life. But well, yeah, hey, we'll you see. could record a story about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. I I think that there's something to be said about uh, sticking with something and and not hopping around to too many different things yeah. and, and just trying to trying to get something. I think it's a shiny object syndrome, is what they say when you. Because it gets hard at the beginning, and then you think that, oh, I'll just jump to this next idea and do this thing. But yeah, really, you what just you keep should doing be doing hard at beginning, hard at beginning. What hard you should be doing, because it's fun right away to start a new thing and yeah. start a new idea. And then once you get into the work part of it, it gets hard. Yeah, that and happens. You want to jump to the me. next fun yeah, thing. That you know? so I'm I, I trying not to do that. New, <laughs> come up with a new idea, and I'm super excited about it, and I just dig right into it. And then sometimes that just wanes yeah. and uh, it's hard to kind of keep that, uh, keep that interest. Why well, I'm, I think this is a, an amazing, I, I did a little bit of research when I knew that we were going to uh, talk to one another and there's not a lot of these services out there and available. Um, there, you know, there's some, some books that, uh, you know, they have formats for people to write and there, uh, there's a, a few other things out there, but I didn't find too much in the, in the world, uh, the businesses that were doing this kind of uh, documentation, yeah, um, I think it's it's a an interesting um, interesting idea. Go mom, right? yeah, yeah, that's right. That's her plan. So let's talk. Uh, skip back uh, to the podcast. Uh, let's talk about the future of the podcast. Okay. So we're, so are you following my sheet or are you doing your own sheet uh, here? I mean, you do your thing. You're the interviewer I'm here. Doing, I kind of, are we going to do, are we going to do personal bit? background or skip oh, that part? Well, Cause we'll we don't there. have to, but we'll get, I do okay. want, I do want to hear okay. about you personally. Okay. All right. But, but I, you tell, asked future so, outlook yeah, of the podcast. Tell me about the future of, of, so the yeah, I obviously I'm, I'm building a, building a sponsorship 
group right now that is awesome, helping me kind of, I didn't have expectations to monetize the podcast. That wasn't really a goal when I started it. My goal was just to kind of tell stories, mm-hmm. tell people stories. Um, I I don't really have any like thing concrete right now to share about like- You the, don't have a five-year plan? Exactly, okay. the details or like- um. <laughs> The even like the next couple months, I, I had a really, really good meeting with uh, Lisa Workman um, the other day with the chamber. And it sounds like there's going to be a future, some type of a future there with the chamber and maybe getting coordinating with them a little bit and getting affiliated be, yeah, with them. That would be fun. Um, and that's a, that's a like 350 businesses. Are right. Chamber members right. So city, I'm certainly, so. I'm certainly open to all of that stuff. Um, most importantly, I want to be able to, to be genuine and tell people stories the way I want to tell them. So and the that, passion for it, you is storytelling. Absolutely. It's it's storytelling and it's it's about I found it's it's more when I do these podcasts, it's more about the people in the seat than the people listening. I I mean I, I appreciate all the listeners and all of that, but really the experience and the um yeah, just the experience of getting someone into the seat and, and being able to allow them an outlet to tell their story, capture, you know and conceptualize their business in a way that maybe they haven't uh, been able to talk through or think through or explain to people. But there's, there's definitely a, between the storytelling for life path and the storytelling for the podcast. It's, uh, you know, if I had a, if I had to use one word to describe storyteller would yeah. be the, would be absolutely. The, but I guess like as far as future outlook of the podcast, man, I don't know. As long as I'm in Fergus, I'll be doing these as long as I'm around town. And as long as I'm in, in this awesome. community, okay. I'll probably be doing this. Um, I would love to, you know, this is the first time I've ever had somebody else host the show. Yeah, and we did talk about that and, and a I, little you bit. You know, I'd be interested in in testing and seeing and seeing if there's a potential for a co-host, maybe some guest hosts. Um, you know, again, getting think, potentially getting yeah, to work with Lisa at the Congress would be good. Could be so, really fun. Yeah. Um, there's there's a number of people in town who are very talented in that area, yeah. and and uh, they also have their own kind of network of of people to bring in and, and, uh, grow the, Absolutely. grow the footprint. All right. So I know I didn't follow the guy, the outline, no, that's okay. but I do, um, I do want to hear, and you want to learn about you, you're a native, Fergus Wells native. Yep. Yep. And then you went somewhere else. Yeah. So I grew up in Fergus Falls. I kind of touched on in, you know, a little bit in this episode and maybe some previous episodes about, uh, growing up in, um, town here. My first job was for my mom at the coffee shop. Just, it wasn't really a job. It was like me screwing around, maybe making some (laughs) pretzels, making some drinks in the back. Um, and then, uh, my, so my mom ran a coffee shop when I was growing up. My dad, uh, managed Andy's tower Hill ski area when I was growing up throughout high school. So I was a big ski racer, big ski family, um, grew up, going out to the ski area all the time with my dad hanging out and just, just kind of getting the Colorado, Montana, Utah. Yeah. uh, We, you know, we like my, I don't know if we ever, I don't know that we ever did a Colorado trip. My family never really had a bunch of money. hmm. Um, but there was always that willingness to sat, like they would sacrifice a lot of different things so that us kids could go ski racing and we'd take trips out to, um, you know, Bozeman and go out there and do some trips. And we did, we had lots of ski trips, <laughs> lots and lots <laughs> of ski trips. And, uh, and I just, yeah, as far as my, that goes, I 
thank my parents immensely for the sacrifices that they made that they made to, for, to, to allow us allow kids to, to be able to do that stuff and, and, and go down. So those brothers, lines. So, sisters. Yeah, I have uh, two, well, I have, I grew up with two older sisters. Um, they, yeah, two older sisters who we fought, but mainly I fought with my oldest sister, Ryan, but Casey and I, <laughs> we still, Casey and I get along really, really, really good um, to this day. And then when I was in college, my um, parents adopted uh, at the time, I think he was two, two and a half, my little brother, KJ. Okay. So they adopted, um, and his story is kind of cool. He was part of a group of kids that came out of Haiti after the um, earthquake. Oh, I don't know okay. if you guys remember yeah. the, I want to say it was 2010 or 2009 or something. Um, so the, he he kind of got an expedited it was very much so a God thing where he was able to um, come to the U S and, and join our family. And now it's like, man, my brother is such a, such, he's like such an awesome, he's 16 now. So um, he's, it's, it's like kind of, and your parents are still in town. My parents are, they live in Alexandria. Okay. So they bounced okay. all around um, when I, yeah. So they lived in Ashby for a year. Um, then they moved when I was in like after college or whatever, they moved out to the West coast and spent some time in Washington, which is where they're both from. That's where I was born. I was born okay. in um, Longview, Washington. Yep, familiar and then with. Um, I think I moved to Fergus falls when I was in like second grade or something. So was like that, that like a work thing that brought one of your parents here? Yeah. Or? My dad. So my dad was actually, um, I think what brought him to Fergus was my dad was uh, going to attend um, seminary at Hillcrest. So oh, he was going to okay. be a pastor yeah. and he never did graduate. Um, this like kind of gives you a insight to his mind and, and my family's passion, but he went, he came here to be a pastor and ended up being a ski bum in the Midwest, you know? <laughs> so he ended up, he ended up working for Andes and, and, and managing the ski hill um, for a while instead. I think Hillcrest so. uh, attracts a lot of uh, families to Fergus Falls. It's not just students yeah. at the school, but yeah. there's whole families that, that uh, come and, and make a life here. Absolutely, very... absolutely. So, yeah, so that's what I uh, got my college degree in ski area management. Oh, so that's and um, how's that working out for you here in Fergus Falls? You know, I there's, <laughs> I, I like to Are you think gonna revive old Smokey. I, Is that going to be business number three? <laughs> gosh, I that would be that's if I had one thing that I would want to do um, here in Fergus Falls with that, absolutely. I would love to get, some people, it, huh? get some people on board. Um, I've got a trail map. Happen. I've got a trail map map on the iPad that I drew out and, and I have some, some plans and some dreams, but there, that's a, that's a big, it's a big <laughs> undertaking. It's a big project. Well, okay. Sure. Folks out there but, in podcast land, if you've got a, an inclination and a, right? maybe a little bit of money in your bank account and you want to uh, join up and, and reopen old Smokey. Yeah. Like someone who's already yep. got plans, right? Yeah. I know that, <laughs> I know it's something that, uh, I talked a little bit about with when I had Ben Shire on. I don't think we talked about that on the air, but afterwards we talked about that. Yeah. I've had, project. I've, he's I've passionate. had a conversation with, with he's passionate about, about that. I know that they, um, the city, it sounded like they tried to apply for a bond or something to make that project happen. And they, and they weren't, it, it was going to, it's going to take a lot more private funding yeah. than I think uh, is there, right is now. there. But I, I also believe that there's a lot of people that have money in their bank accounts or, around yeah, here that, would, very well, that would be interested well in, might, in that project. Yeah. They're very well might um, be private funding. There's just nobody to kind of absolutely. be the one and pull yeah. it together. Cause it, you know, that's one thing that, 
you know, I'm involved in the community in a, in a number of different ways, but that you you got to find that one person or those two people who want to get together and just take something on, whether Absolutely. or not it's doesn't necessarily have to be their money, but it does need to be their their passion. And it's always nice to do that with a partner, yeah, uh, rather than try to kind of be an island unto yourself. Yeah, abs- and, and make absolutely. It so all right, so then you landed back in Fergus Falls. Um, no, kind of. Uh, oh. Not really. Um, <laughs> so I, we didn't go directly no, from ski bum to Ferguson. Well, well, yes and no. I So I, I got my degree in ski area management, and then I took an internship out in Vail, Colorado, as a snowcat operator. Um, so running the equipment that flattens the hills out mm-hmm. and does all and like smooths it out. And then I was in snow, I was in snowcat operations for a while. Oh man, I, I, I counted out um, my jobs. And I've had like 26 jobs. Or so what does one do short. in the summer when I did a lot of construction? Okay. Um, I did, I, I, I was coming back to the area and working construction, kind of like living around the Fergus falls, elbow Lake area, um, working with some people doing some construction. I spent some time out in Washington. That's where my parents had moved to. So I was working winters in Colorado. And then, um, I did that for a couple of winters and then I went and worked, uh, in, Stevens Pass, Washington, mm-hmm. at a different ski area. Um, that's where I started getting getting into um, like terrain park construction and design. So building jumps and rails and um, setting all that stuff up with the snow with the snow cats. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, you know, you got the old smoky thing, right? Going no, I, 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 but I truly that is not like, a pipe dream. Is it, that what it, you're it, saying? It, 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 I do believe that there is. Um, you know, I was really good. I was good. I believe I was really good at what I did in that industry. Um, and, and it's kind of a bummer. I mean, I was moved around to a bunch of different ski towns doing that. Um, Vail, I lived in Breckenridge for a year. Most of the time I, um, was, was at Vail, but those that was aren't like bad 10. places to be. No, it was, yeah. it, they weren't bad places, but they were expensive places. Yes. Yeah. They were expensive places. And, um, so that kind of, was anywhere that is yeah. a tourist attraction. So that level, yeah. I, um, yeah, I did that seasonal gigs with Vale for a while. And then it was, it would have been the summer of 2019. Um, after I got done with a season working for the ski area, I went and worked, um, in Grand Teton national park. So I spent a summer working in the, uh, national park there, one of the best summers of my life. Um, it's gorgeous yep. out there. It's just amazing. Yep. So I met a I met a girl there. She was awesome. Did the whole, you know, fall in love in two weeks, quit your jobs, leave, <laughs> uh, drive around the country <laughs> like nomads. Maybe done one of maybe those. Maybe we. In if our you life. haven't, if you haven't, <laughs> you, you haven't, should. You people, should. Uh, it's a life experience. If you're like long term married yep. and have twenty seven <laughs> right. kids, then maybe not. It's um. <laughs> You know, it's a, it's a life experience that in hindsight, looking back, it it caused a lot of, uh, a lot of turmoil and a lot of, um, tough, tough times, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. I absolutely wouldn't have traded it for anything. That's what makes Um, you stronger and it tests you and it it helps you discover yourself. Yep. So I, yeah, I worked that, it was like 2019, um, worked that summer in the Tetons and then Krista and I left and traveled all around the country, um, spent some time in Washington uh, really saw most of, you know, we saw a lot of different places in the country. We took a trip down to, uh, the Smoky mountains for a while. Um, we got to go up and see Whistler up in Canada and 
you know, she's from Cal, she was from California. So I went and got to see California for the first time, which I hated. I hated LA, but, um, and so LA is a love it or hate it kind of place. And then, um, great place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then her and I were living in, it was 2020. We were living in, um, I was working for Vale again and we were out there doing that um, winter thing and then coronavirus hit. Um, and I remember I was hiking up to getting my snow cat and start my shift. And it was like February or March of that winter. And I got a call from my boss and said, Hey, we're pulling the plug. Vale's, the shut, plug. Vale's yeah. shutting down for the season. Um, so gosh, you know, I mean, you know, I think we're going to look back. Well, I mean, I home. think we look back now, but I think we're going to look back in 20, 30 years and just remember and remind ourselves what a huge impact that made on so many people's oh, yeah. lives, whether Absolutely. you're young or old or were personally, yep. yeah, personally impacted. Um, it, yeah, it, uh, there was a lot of pivoting. Yeah, in people's lives going on during that time. I had uh, I had absolutely no idea that it would have been the last time that I would have been up there running a snowcat, which is terrible because yeah. it's it was one of the best periods of my life, and I didn't even realize that it was gone I was as fast in, as it was. Uh, I was in New Orleans, uh, and for Mardi Gras, the end of February 2020, and things just kind of started. And uh, we had planned to go to Northern Florida, Amelia Island, to visit some friends uh, after that. And we both started kind of, my husband and I started kind of looking at each other going, should we get home? <laughs> you know, so we, I mean, we were just yeah. out, you know, traveling around and visiting people for the winter, getting away. And uh, yeah, so I, I just, I imagine that there was a lot of people that, and and we had to pivot. We had to pivot our business. And, and I know that there's just a lot of, I mean, obviously you were... Uh, in Vale, and then yep. Vale is shut down. Shut down. They shut down the whole the yeah. whole town, um, and it, it all happened overnight. And uh, and you're kind of looking at yourself, going, "Yeah, and what's so, next?" Yeah, our and our plan um, was we were going to go work in uh, the national park that summer. So, or, or not back to the Tetons. We actually had jobs lined up to serve at a restaurant just at Old Faithful there. So we were going to be living at Old Faithful. Um, and, and serving, serving the tourists at Old Faithful. But then obviously that didn't happen that summer. They didn't open the restaurants in the park um, to service capacity. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, spent some time laid off, um, kind of looking for some work. Contemplating life. Yep. Um, yeah. And, you know, I have my own viewpoints about uh, what that, 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 uh, unemployment and the free money and, uh, and how destructive that I believe that's going to be for the long term. I mean, you can see it in the workforce now. I think that was the beginning of um, some really, really, really gnarly shortages in the workforce that we're yeah, still suffering I mean, we, through we, today. We still suffer um, today. I know I, my fellow business, I, I am very lucky in my business that uh, the, the people that work for me are actually like I, people I was acquainted with and whatever, but Man, I, I look at like these restaurants and, and retail shops that are just looking for employees and it is a hard, hard thing to find. So yeah, um, but on the positive side of it, that that free money allowed us to travel more. <laughs> and so while everyone else was while everyone else was locked down, so were, we were we were, were traveling. Keeping the economies yep. of various we places were, going. We right? were like taking advantage of shoot, I remember 
when we left Colorado and it was like full lockdown mode, we kind of came back to Minnesota for a little bit. And so you we, just like pile everything in the car. Yeah, and, yeah. Unfortunately, that was a big part of the problem. Was was we were drifting without a plan. We didn't have a home base, and it yeah. caused a lot of turmoil in our relationship. As yeah. far as you know, when you travel with someone, you think that's going to be like a fun experience, and it can be if you do it right. <laughs> if you don't bring your whole life with you into a pack, your whole life into a jeep and well, drive. And when you're just you know, kind of drifting, without, drifting. Yeah. But but I mean, that was the land of there was like dollar fifty gas, fifty dollar a night hotels because nobody was traveling. Right. So yeah. it was like really the best, and there was nobody on any of these trails. Like it was. The best time, I think, probably of our like life to travel. To absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then we ended up kind of bouncing around, doing. Uh, kind of, I can't really exactly remember the timeline or how we ended up. We were in Washington for a while because that's where my parents were. We kind of ended up back there, and then uh, we bought some kayaks. I so I have, um, I had a. Really, really fun Mississippi River trip I did with one of my friends a uh, handful of years prior to this, and uh, and I still have a passion and a, and a hope and a dream to finish the whole Mississippi River. It's something in a I, kayak, uh, kayak canoe, whatever. Okay, um, I spent some time. <laughs> Not with, some like uh, large uh, yacht right. or something. No, with no, the very much indoor like plumbing and paddle, a paddle your way, to, paddle your way down <laughs> to New Orleans, float and paddle your way down there. So. Um, I did, I'd done like a three day stretch of the river with my friend, Seth. And then, so Krista and I decided that we wanted to try to take, we were going to do planning on doing the whole river. Um, and it, so we went up to the headwaters, had the, you know, I proposed at the head, at the headwaters of our trip. And then it was all downhill from there. <laughs> Literally. It, it really was. It really was. Things headed south fast. It really was the beginning of the end. And if, if you guys get a chance, I think it's the wild humans podcast, but it's, it, there is um, a handful of episodes that kind of document our journey where we going down the Mississippi river there, um, from the hopefully, headwaters. Hopefully to, not documenting too closely. <laughs> uh, not too closely, but there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely some things that popped up in there that were kind of like, it was clear that that was sort of the beginning of the end. And we, um, we spent a couple weeks on the river. I spent a week longer than she did on the river. Cause I think that it wasn't her element as much as it is mine. It I love yours. it. Yeah. I, th I mean, like, it's it's a suffer fest at times on that river, but it really yeah, is. I just a, can't. Even, I, I'm kind of a sort of a luxury, yeah, you know, luxury you accommodation. You wouldn't do girl. well on the Mississippi yeah, River, I, Jan. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you know, yacht, indoor plumbing, personal chef on board yep. to cook for me. I, I probably would do pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we got off the river and then ended up traveling around more, doing more traveling. Uh, went and I think we drove down to California and saw our family again and saw some. Uh, different parts of Utah, and uh, we stopped through South Dakota, saw the Black Hills, and all that. And then um, the two of us actually ended up back in Alexandria, living in Alexandria in an apartment, and that was um, that was where it was clear that we weren't wasn't, we wasn't weren't gonna be the thing. We, we didn't find our spot. She hated Minnesota. Um, you know, making a girl from L.A. suffer through. Winter in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it was pretty my clear husband, that we were from uh, different worlds. Came with me from Seattle, yeah. um, which isn't quite as different as it is yep. from LA, but different enough that it is definitely an adjustment for right. for folks. Yeah. Um, so, 
So that would have been, um, shoot, we're recording this in July of 2023. Oh, yeah. It would have been um, last June or July, last July um, when she went back to California. So she had a, she had bought a van and I helped her, you know, we, I drove her down to Vegas in the van and ended up flying back and she kind of drove the rest of the way and we said peace. Peace out and, 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 uh, yeah. And, and here I, you are in Fergus though. Yeah. So I came back, uh, I was kind of in Alexandria. Um, you know, we got out of our apartment when she left and I moved back in with my parents for a couple months and life was not great. Um, I'm still working through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I wish I'm, I've got some personal growth that I'm finally stepping into now that I feel like, uh, everything happens for a reason. And, and, well, and you just celebrated a, a birthday yesterday. Yes, so I, I mean, it's just yep, one more, older. one Absolutely. more flip of the page. Absolutely. So. But, um, I do attribute a lot of that, um, that fizzled out failed relationship to, to a lack of personal growth. And there's lessons in life you can only learn in one way, yep. and it's experiencing and it's, it's them. Experiencing and it's, the, it's going the through hard it, part, yeah. and uh, and and losing someone you care a lot about, and and you know we're. I like to believe that her and I are both way better for it now, um, and we weren't we weren't meant to be together, and that's just the way life goes. But uh, so I was in Alec then, um, living in my parents' basement. Uh, working part time, doing some roofing and some tree removal Classic stuff. COVID. Yeah, I moved back home with mom and dad. Well, right, thing. right, yeah. and um, and it wasn't, it just wasn't a healthy um, place for me mentally until I had an opportunity to move back to Fergus here, and that would have been in December. So this building we're sitting in now, if you, um, listen to the very very first episode of the podcast with Sam Norman, yeah, um, he bought from this, Beehive Tattoo. Yeah, by the way. he he closed on this building December first um, of of twenty twenty two of twenty twenty two last year, and that's and I moved back to Fergus that day, so I moved in the day he closed on this building. So you and Sam had a connection. Yep, Sam and I are okay. Sam and I are you know best friends from middle school, high school. So you um, had a little bit of a soft landing spot. Very here. much so. This was uh you know, I I needed a place to connect with people and have have good good people around. And I know I've, I know people all around the country from living in Bozeman and living in Colorado and living in all these different places, but uh as far as an affordable place like that cuz that's why ultimately why I'm not using my ski area management degree right now is you can't afford to what they with what they pay you as a snowcat operator. Yeah. You can't I mean, afford to live in Vail, look, Colorado. I, you know, you just I, can't do it. Chris and I are kind of on the other end of the spectrum where we're, you know, I, well, we both already retired once and now we're, you know, kind of looking at actually retiring this time and just affordability someplace where the weather and the, the atmosphere uh, and the, the lifestyle is something that you'd, you'd really yeah. want to move for. Um, that, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I think a lot of people suffer with, and that's probably where the, the extra money that got thrown around during the, right. during the pandemic was probably unrealistic expectations for people because it did end. And, you know, then you're kind right. of at the, at the end of that and you're like, Oh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was buying Bitcoin with all my, with all my unemployment money. I was like, I see where this is going. I'm buying silver. I'm buying Bitcoin. Money is fake. This is all there fake. Like uh, financial advice. Right. Yep. So yeah, that, that's, that's kind of my story, how I ended up back in Fergus. And then, um, 
I got and then it. you just got this inspiration yeah, for, so I got pod, it. for the podcast. Yeah, well, I was working for um, UPS when I first got back to Ferguson. Delivering packages? No, I was or... um, I was a evening sort supervisor okay. there at UPS. So All I was. Right. Uh, I had a friend who runs the preload crew, and they were looking for an evening supervisor, and uh, it was very much so a seamless thing, like almost like the first week I came to town. So I got like working for the man, just working for the yeah. man, working for corporate. And, uh, it was, man, I'm not a corporate guy. That's not, that's not, I, I hated working it's for, for veil corporation. And I was just at, at the bottom of the totem pole. But then like, when you get into like lower level management at a company like UPS, it is, it's hell, honestly. It really is. It's yes. Yeah, so I, mean, like I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that because again, great opportunity, and it wasn't really that bad of but a you're job. Just a, you're a cog in the machine. You are just yeah. a cog in the machine. And, and if you you're someone who yep. wants to do something more than be a cog Absolutely. in the machine, it's, it's tough. So now you're both at the top of the totem pole and the bottom of the totem pole, right? <laughs> kind Working of, yeah. for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Um, so I was working for UPS and then doing the podcast on the side um, for a while. Now, when was the first podcast? I know um, it was with I Sam. S- yeah, I recorded that in January, like middle of okay, January Okay, so you just hopped right into it when yep. you... Okay. Yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, so I did the first few episodes there in January. And then I worked for UPS up until April. Um, and then sometime in February, I started pouring beers at Outstate. So I'm I'm... As of now, I'm still work, working at Outstate pouring beers. That's kind of what's paying bills and keeping yep, a little bit everyone, of money. Everyone needs one of those. Keeping a little bit of money coming in until yep. uh, until hopefully I get some stuff going with these private recordings and I'm able to to do that. Um, I really want to, you know, I've got a a background of being on the road and traveling a lot, and that's still what I have a passion still to do. It's still do. what I want to yeah. do. Absolutely. So you don't necessarily you're looking to. To grow and expand outside of where you are. Yeah, um, absolutely. I um, one mistake that I have made is not not doing a good enough job of establishing a home base, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you are um, looking to travel a lot and looking to like kind of live that gypsy lifestyle, it's great and it's fine and it's fun. But I'm kind of getting to the point now where I am seeking a little bit more stability in my life and um realizing there is nothing like just coming home whatever home is or however and as far as wherever it is you know i've been all around the country and as far as the um opportunity for a low cost of living and to be involved in a really kind community fergus really is one of the best places in the country to live i mean that seems like a lot of people might kind of laugh at that statement, but Fergus has a lot of really, really, really great things going on. In, yeah. In this I know community. that um, it, we talked about this one when, um, when our roles were reversed and you were talking to me about uh, soap works in the farmer's market. Um, I was, I graduated from high school and then I was gone for 37 years and, and came back and my husband, Chris hadn't ever really been in Fergus before. And, you know, here it's the Seattle boy. Oh, drop you right in the middle of everything. And he had a summer at first, but then I told him the winters were going to, you know, be a little, be a little rough. And so when you, when you bring someone into that environment who doesn't really know 
Yeah. Like what, you know, how, how brutal things can be uh, weather-wise. But he uh, he's very social, so he made tons of friends. Yep. And frankly, he's way more social than than I am. And, mm. and lots of people when we're in and about town, he's talking to them. It's a very kind community, very welcoming yep. community uh, for, for, you know, people to plant themselves in and, and, and make a life. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's an awesome place yeah. to do that. So that brings us to you're well, doing the podcast, yeah. you're starting up Life Path. Yep. So yep. let's talk a little bit about um well let, let's talk about Life Path because this this really interests me and I, I kind of wish I would have like known or even thought of something like this like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um to have captured those for my relatives that are no longer with us um what is the next thing what is the next thing for life like the the immediate next step for me what i'm currently working on right now is trying to get this trying to get my website up and going it's uh i have the domain it's uh lifepathproductions.org and um i I'm trying to just get a website, get a website going right now. If you go to that, it's kind of got a little coming soon, kind of coming soon, coming soon under construction. Hopefully kind of maybe, thing. maybe by the time this podcast gets released, maybe, maybe it'll be there. Maybe, right. maybe it'll be there, but so um, lifepathproductions.org. Lifepathproductions.org. And you'll put that on yep. the, uh, so people can, yep. Um, but I, the nature of the business, I think makes sense to become a nonprofit organization. My heart, um, the, yeah, the nature of telling sense. people's uh-huh. stories. I think it makes a lot of sense right now. It's just a sole proprietorship. I, um, you know, did that through the secretary of state and I got the name filing and all that done with the help of, um, Beth over at greater Fergus Falls. She kind of helped point me in the direction yeah, of all awesome. that. Um, and I, I do see a future where I, I constantly talking to people who want to get involved with other people who want to get involved with this project. So I absolutely see a future where I, um, so you're kind of like building a team, maybe not officially, not officially, but, but but definitely starting relationships, starting relationships. And I could see the potential for a, a board somewhere down the road where this is more of a nonprofit, um, service to our community. And then, um, maybe would allow me, maybe would allow me to travel. That would be my ultimate dream would be to, to take take Life Path Productions on the road, take telling storytelling on the road. Yep, and and then be able to maybe have a home base here in my uh, affordable little bunker <laughs> in the little bunker that I live in. I can I can afford to just pay rent on this place and keep it as long as Sam owns the building, and uh, and then that would allow me to kind of travel with a little bit more um, stability to come home and have somewhere to land and leave my stuff, not have to bring all my stuff with me on the road. Yeah. So um, do you feel yeah. like with life paths, do you feel like you're in a, in a um, place where other people could start getting involved or do you feel like you got a little bit of time to work a few things out? Before? Yeah. I, um, I do feel like there's a, you know, my friend Dan uh, Mohagen is is kind of the first guy that comes to mind that's kind of been, and I don't know exactly future outlook, what that's going to look like. Um, he's got a great marketing mind. He's a brilliant marketing mind. And uh, he is someone that I would love to have um, on board helping me coordinate some of that stuff that I'm not as strong with. Okay. Um, I know that when I did my first... Um, so looking to bring people on yeah. that kind of fill in your yeah. gaps. When... Uh, when I did my first set of interviews with um, 
the cottages senior living, it was sort of a trial run to see what works in the front end of it, the back end delivery of these recordings. And I, I learned a lot of stuff that didn't work kind of with yeah, it. And sometimes that's the most and, important and thing. I, so, Cause then you can so, stop doing that if it's not working. Yep, so <laughs> I really need to get this website established and figure out a, um, rather than just giving somebody a flash drive with a recording on it or sending someone an email with a recording on it, really kind of, Packaging, packaging that yeah. up, putting a bow on it on a, in a situation where packaging matters. It does. It absolutely does. Delivery, delivery is the next step that I really have to figure out the marketing on the front end and the delivery on the back end of those recordings. Cause sitting down with an interview with someone and capturing their life story, that's what I, that's my jam. Like that's what I can do. That's your gig. But yeah. the, the rest of that is all stuff that I'm that's going to work itself out in time. And I believe it will, if I just keep yeah, taking and, steps I mean, you'll forward. Just, yep. Yeah. You just keep moving forward and, and uh, pivot when you need to. Right. Absolutely. All right. So, um, you're at the point where you're talking to a few people and you're, and you're starting to kind of really move uh, life path forward. What are switching back to our, our, um, favorite podcast, our first of all is business spotlight podcast. What are, um, it, you you're still looking you're you're still interviewing you're you it, people are interested in coming on the podcast how do they how do they reach out how does how does that happen yeah so um you hear it in every episode but ffbspodcast at gmail.com and just volunteer yourself. get a hold of me get a hold of me volunteer i i will reach out to people from time to time but that's not really um it's something that I'm trying to do a little less of. I've got plenty of. So people shouldn't sit around waiting for. Don't wait for uh, me. Don't, yep, don't wait just... for an invitation. I will. I will bug some people. <laughs> I will. I will reach out to some people, but um, uh, definitely just hit me up. There's no, there is no uh, re like, there's no requirement to be a part of this show, whether you're a big business, small business, like I might start doing some stuff working with the chamber here in the future. You certainly won't have to be a chamber of commerce member to come on the podcast. podcast. Um, that's definitely, um, something that's going to be a different thing when we work out the details over there. So do you find that, um, like, do you kind of have a list going of people or are people reaching out to you? Yeah, honestly, I kind of, uh, because after, after you and I did our uh, did our yeah um, I was well, I, you know like I was like I you know I'm, I walked I'm around me, downtown I'm like making right? lists right I'm like oh it'd be great if this person and that person yeah you know I person. have some people that I really want on I really want to talk with Ottertail Power I um I really want to talk with someone from the hospital I really want to talk with some of these you know vector windows and some of these bigger um industries that are existing okay. you know i, I met the guy from service master and, and i really want to get them on you know yeah if you're listening and you work for those companies yeah. or you know those people uh yeah let's get them in and touch. maybe that's something that that might be the big benefit going to work with the chamber or getting associated with the chamber is kind of just helping yeah because all those helping legitimize those that a little big bit you know local businesses yeah are, yeah absolutely so yeah. but as far as that goes you know i got I got no expectations. If people want to come on the show, come on the show. I'll tell your story. If you don't, no skin off my back. That's just fine. That's just fine with me. Some people are a little bit more personal and don't necessarily want to air their stuff out. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it, it can be a little. Uh, 
disheartening sometimes. We do, Jan. Like, I just have to say, I, you don't have the clock in front of you, but we are at 51 minutes. Okay. So. Well, I am going to, I am going to ask you yeah. a couple of questions. First is, um, and you put me on the spot and I, you put everybody on the spot yeah. with this question. Best business advice. Oh, best business advice. Okay. So I actually have, you know, I, I love the people's, all the, of the best business advice that I've gotten. Um, it's been a lot of very similar takes on like different things. Like, so what's go the start, theme? go do it. The theme <laughs> is go do it. Just do it. Right. That's the kind of been the theme of all okay. the advice. My, um, my favorite ones here that I kind of made note of for me personally awesome. is, uh, the world is plentiful. Fergus is as well. Do whatever. If you have something you want to do, and this might be like regurgitated advice through a business owner, um, from Fergus, who I won't name, but, don't be afraid of stepping on anyone's toes. If there's an industry that exists, if there's something, if somebody else wants to start a business podcast, don't worry about my feelings. If you have something good to offer, step up and do step it because the it, world yeah. is plentiful yeah, and there's, there's plenty, plenty of out there. For, there's, there's, there's enough opportunity out, uh, for and everybody. Then, and then um, the other one is it's a quote from uh, Alex Ramosi, who's a big entrepreneur and it, it, it's confidence is built through evidence. Uh, you cannot fake it. You, if you want to be confident in something and what you do, the only way to do that is to give yourself an undeniable amount of evidence that you have a reason to be confident in what you're doing. And that's going to look like failing up front. That's going to look like um, not being good at something until you've put it to practice enough to be solid at it. And then you know you're good at it. So some solid advice, totally contrary to fake it till you make it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that going you can't, on. Too. I mean, you can't BS. You can't, yeah. like people, people gravitate towards authenticity and you can't BS your way through business. Well, I think, and I think that's why these stories matter because yep. in, in most uh, of the podcasts that well, I would say all the podcasts of yours that I've listened to, it, 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 is, it is storytelling, but it's also meeting those people outside of their business, outside of them trying to, you know, sell you something or do something. And, and the, mm. the authentic personality of that, of that business comes through in, in meeting the person and having that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, that's major. All right. So uh, what is the biggest mistake? You from a yeah so business wise from a, yeah from a business standpoint I think my biggest mistake and one that I'm still kind of continuing to work through and fight through is just thinking that someone else is going to come along and help you or do something for you or or save you like if you're going to do something you you are doing you it you should you are it. fool you are a fool if you expect someone else to come along and save you or someone else to come along and help you or. You know, like oh, some like oh, I'm just gonna go meet with Greater Fergus Falls, and they're gonna solve all my problems or whatever. Like that's not the way it works. No, it's not no, the way have to put things in the hard are. Work. It's not the way things people, people will help you. To be, people yeah. will help you. But and then another, just like a personal mistake of mine is um, wasting money on habits and addictions. If you're trying to get a business started, um, especially in the economy we're in now, where there's just you know, bank accounts are tight. Um, if you have a habit in your life that's costing you hundreds of dollars a month, distracting you from your distracting goal, distracting you from your goal, cut that out, get rid of it 
and watch your bank account become healthier because you don't have a habit that's sucking your money away. Yep. So that's a big personal mistake that I've yeah. made that I'm just kind of realizing how And that habit that is. could be anything Absolutely. from, you know, drinking, smoking, drugs Absolutely. to going out to dinner too many times a week or what, you know, Absolutely. just whatever you happen to be wasting your yep. wasting your money on that's uh, taking your focus away from what it is you really want to do. Yeah. Awesome. That is great advice. That is really great advice. All right. So anything that um, you want to make sure that we cover in your opportunity to tell no, your story. Jan, today. I appreciate it. I, I think that you did a great <laughs> job. I was able, I, I, you know, I just wanted the people to get to know me a little bit. I get to, yeah, and I'm I was always so, grilling people about their stuff. And so the way this came about is uh, Jacob texted me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and was like, Hey, would you ever think about it? And I was like, Yes, I'm in. Let's yeah. figure it out. So, awesome. Because um, uh, your story is important. Yeah. Everybody's story is important. So. Everybody's story is important. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. So, and they and can all I'm be hoping, told. Honestly, like, uh, like the la this last thing to add anything is like I'm really hoping that uh, that I can get some some work going with these life recordings. So, if you know anyone, if anyone's listening who has a um, parent that has a good story or grandparents that are still around able to tell their story. Um, get a hold of me. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, I'll put some life, uh, it's lifepathproductions at gmail.com is the email or ffbspodcast at gmail.com. Either one of those. Get Either a hold one, of they're me. going to the same yep. place and yep. reaching out to you. Yep. And, uh, you know, follow the, follow the uh, podcast on Facebook, share the episodes. It means a lot to, to, for me to have those spread out amongst our community and have people listening to the stories of all these businesses. So thank you guys yeah, for and listening. It's, a, it's and, amazing. And, and as a, as a local business owner, I, I really appreciated uh, you coming and, and approaching me and asking me to participate and, and telling my story. Um, it's kind of a unique, you know, we do a lot of social media and, and, you know, there's been some, you know, articles and stuff on various businesses, but to have a conversation about your story is so That's awesome. It's amazing. It's an amazing fun. opportunity. What you're doing is really good stuff. Appreciate that, Jan. All right. Yeah. So before we um, before we wrap things up today, we want to talk about uh, and thank our sponsors. Once again, Stumbino's Coffee, Stumbino's Coffee Roasters, uh, Swan Lake Campground Elevate, and Victor Lundin Company, Hotel 8, and Fresh and Fancy. Thank you all very much, and I appreciate you so much for inviting me today. Oh, Jan, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll be back with more of these. 